Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHK as I'm known. I only have one film up for review this week, and that is Cruella. It is technically out in theaters, but if you have Disney+, Plus, you can also pay a premium and watch it at home. And I have been very vocal. I am not a fan of these remakes or taking of characters that exist in the animations and making them into live action. And then this is this sort of like variant. There's been a lot of villain backstories. I don't need a backstory for the villains. I just, I don't need it. Emma Stone plays who will eventually become Cruella DeVille. And Cruella DeVille is a British character. They have established her as such. I don't understand how Emma Stone could become the character that we see in 101 Dalmatians. It just, it does not make sense to me. 101 Dalmatians, not one of my favorite films. I think the character of Cruella DeVille is a fun caricature for a villain, but I don't need a backstory. I don't need her to be sensitized. Like I don't need any of this stuff. Also, I suppose it's only fair to point out that this is not the first time 101 Dalmatians has been used as the source for a live action sort of adaptation from Disney in 1996. We got the live action version of 101 Dalmatians with like Glenn Close and Hugh Laurie. And, and so this furthers my question of like, why are we going back to this particular well? And I suppose the answer, aside from money, is in this case to show off a bunch of fashion stuff because they make Cruella a fashion designer and uh, it's just... And coming off of watching Halston on Netflix, I'm just, I'm over it. I'm over these over-designed visually, but lack of story, compelling reason, blah, blah, blah films and starring particularly unsympathetic characters. The supporting cast in it is Emma Thompson, who looks absolutely flawless in this and she is trying her best. I think she's the best part of this film and that's not great in a film that's not about her character. The rest of the supporting cast is the rest of the supporting cast is Joel Fry, Paul Walter Hauser, Emily Beecham, Mark Strong, Kayvon Novak from What We Do in the Shadows, which was unexpected there. And Paul Walter Hauser and Joel Fry are playing Jasper and Horace, who are also in the cartoon. And they are good. They're fine. They're decent. I feel like they're in a different movie. And I'm like, how do these characters, again, how do any of these characters become the characters we see in 101 Dalmatians? I don't know if this is supposed to take place like in a different universe and we're supposed to ignore 101 Dalmatians because of this, but it just, it makes no sense. Also, this is the mildest of mild spoilers, but they're supposed to be like 18 at this point. Emma Stone could maybe sort of get away with it. But if you look at Paul Walter Hauser and you think 18 year old, I'd be like, what is happening here? Like the circumstances under which they are growing up might be tough, but it would not be that tough on them that that would be an 18 year old. I just, I don't get why they did this. I am not the intended audience for this. I don't know who the intended audience for this is. I do know some people were saying they enjoyed it. I think because of the visuals, and I give credit to the visuals, they're very impressive. You know, people are going to enjoy it. It's going to be a very designy film, but that's not the only reason you go to the movies. You go for character arcs, and I won't go into why things happen or why things pan out the way they do, but they just don't make sense. Also, I know that projects go into production at different times, and I feel like creativity strikes in like waves. Like, you know, we got Ants and A Bug's Life around the same time. We've gotten several films that just sort of end up coming out at the same time. But I feel like between this Halston and Emily in Paris, I'm over these fashion things. But I also acknowledge, not the intended audience, there are plenty of people who play into this stuff and really, really love it. Also, this film is really, really long. It is two hours and 15 minutes. I don't know why it needed to be that long. It's just indulgent. The best way to describe this film is self-indulgent. And I do not love films that are like that. Also, we have definitely seen live action adaptations of 101 Dalmatians before, starting as early as 1996. And no, this is not a live action adaptation of the animated version we've seen, but it's still the same characters. And they did a much, much better job in 1996 with the dogs. Like if this film is going to be about, or at least have a lot of animals in it, 
invest in your CG budget. They clearly spent a lot of money on all of the fashion and all that stuff. But if you're going to have dogs in it and they look like terrible, terrible early 2000 CG dogs and you're Disney, like what are you doing? You're doing something wrong here because it means that you're paying attention to only the things you care about. But you can't do that with a film. You have to pay attention to it as a holistic thing. Also, no offense to Emma Stone, but she is not Glenn Close yet. I think, again, it just it goes back constantly to me for like, what is the point of this? Who is this for? It was not for me. I get it. It seems like a lot of people have been really enjoying it and good on them. And I don't want to take anything away from them. But if you are like me and you were on the fence and you were just also frustrated by the fact that Disney seems to keep going back to the well instead of coming up with original ideas and supporting new and independent and diverse, also diversity. Let me talk about that really, really quickly. Yes, great. We've got like a couple of black characters. We do not have any Asian characters. Yes, this is a quote period piece, but it's a modern period piece. And the only Asian character I could see was a seamstress, which is just such an offensive stereotype. If you're going to bring diversity to a cast like this and have people who probably weren't there at the actual time, and again, I know it's fictional, but can you please at least make sure it includes people who are not just black and white? Like we need to expand the spectrum of diversity. Technically speaking, the only main character who's not black or white is Kayvon Novak, who is of Iranian descent, but I digress. If you were like me and you were on the fence and you are also generally speaking tired of Disney going back to the well of their just existing IP and you would really prefer to see something new and original, this is not the film for you. And I know plenty of people are enjoying it and that's totally fine. I don't begrudge them that. But for the people like myself who were just like, this is not for me, this is not one of those movies where we're like, you know what? We were wrong. You should definitely go see this film. There are sometimes that happens, but this is not the case. I also think if you are slightly older, this doesn't really have anything for you. I don't even think if you're young, young, this has anything for you. Again, which always brings me back to the question, who was this film for? So I guess this film is for fashion fans. And I, I do want to reiterate my one slightly nice compliment on it in that Emma Thompson looks flawless. She looks spectacular. So overall, I personally am going to give it 2.7 out of 5. That has been it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.